You're listening to Castle Rock First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Castle Rock FUMC, you can go online at fumccr.org. Thank you, and have a good day. We're in the second week of looking at um, the idea of radical hospitality. And it's a ho- the hospitality, I always see it as a hospitality that goes beyond the norm. It's one thing to say, hey, uh, how are you doing? But it's a whole other thing when you take it to the next level and actually get to know the person or help the person in any way that you can. And when we think about that, um, it's hard not to think of the example that Jesus set before us uh, in uh, John 13. Uh, And I'm going to read verses 15 uh, through 17. Listen to these words. I've given you an example. Just as I have done, you also must do. I assure you, servants aren't greater than their master, nor are those who are sent greater than those who sent them. Since you know these things, you will be happy if you do them. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. So what happened here in the story is that um, this is the story that we always read uh, during Holy Week where Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Now, could you imagine that, having to do that? And it's not like they wear shoes and, and socks and, and, and things that could protect them from the outdoor elements. They would have wore sandals. And even I, I, I've been around enough youth to know that stinky feet go a long way. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the example that Jesus sets here is where is he gets down and, and he just starts washing the disciples' feet. And, and, and even Peter was like, no, Jesus, you, you can't do this. <laughs> And, and, and I love Jesus' response. He, he says, unless I wash you, you won't have a place with me. And then Simon says, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. And, and Jesus says, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Those who have bathed need only to wash their feet because they are completely clean. You disciples are clean. But you, but not every one of you. He also knew that there would be one to betray him, and that's why he would say, not every one of you is clean. After he washed the disciples' feet, he put on his robe and and returned to his place at the table, and then he said to them, do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and yet you you speak correctly, because I am. And if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too must wash each other's feet. And, and what Jesus is saying here, and the, the, the model that Jesus is modeling here, is it's about service. Service for our friends, service for those around us, service even the outsiders. Even to those who would betray us. Because you imagine, he even washed um, uh, Judas's feet. He didn't say, oh, no, sorry, Judas, uh, you're not part of this. He even washed Judas's feet. I think that says something for us, that, that even uh, it doesn't matter where we are or who we are uh, on life's journey, that anybody that walks in uh, to our space for worship, they are they are welcomed here. It doesn't matter who they are, who they voted for, who they cheered for on Friday night. What they need to know is that they are welcomed here. And and we think about that, and, and we think about this idea of radical hospitality and uh, Bishop Snazy was very clear that this is rooted in Christ. Jesus himself showed radical hospitality. 
He did it by modeling an example of, of going out uh, to the strangers and loving and caring for them. He did it even by washing the disciples' feet, even the one disciple who would betray him. He still washed Judas' feet. And, and I think that when we think about this idea of radical hospitality, everybody can practice it. It doesn't mean you have to do something so crazy that everybody's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. It's those small, meaningful things. The small things that we can do every day for someone, whether we realize it or not, we don't know the impact that we'll make on them. I guarantee you that the, the disciples there didn't ever forget that moment. I, I've been a part of foot washing ceremonies a couple of times. And I remember every one of them. The very first time I ever did it, I remember we were uh, doing a work camp and we'd been working all day. And then that evening in worship, we hadn't even had a chance to shower yet. And in that evening in worship, they, they shared this story and then they said, all right, now we're going to wash each other's feet. And I have to admit, I'm not one to touch people, let alone touch people who've been working all day out in the Oklahoma heat. <laughs> Even though I know they're wearing socks and shoes, I, I know stinky feet uh, occurs. <laughs> but I'll never forget when I sat down and the person that washed my feet washed my feet and the relief that I felt in that moment. And then jump ahead a few years and, and I remember at my ordination service when I was being ordained, the one of the things that the bishop did for us right before we were ordained was wash our feet. It's one of my favorite memories of my ordination service. It was when the bishop was there, washing my feet, reminding me that we are all called to service, that we're not above service, as Jesus reminded us. Schneezy, in his book, Five Practices of Radical Hospitality, he says, Jesus' example of hospitality demands an unceasing invitational posture that we carry with us into our world of work and leisure and into our practice of neighborliness and community service. It involves seeking ourselves as sent out by Christ and going out of our way, even at the risk of a sense of awkwardness and inconvenience to invite people into some aspect of the church. <laughs> See, one of the things I think that we <clears throat> tend to forget is that church doesn't end when we say amen and you all start walking away. That's actually when it begins. And, and the way that radical hospitality uh, carries itself outside the walls of the church, we can be the most welcoming, loving, caring church inside the building. But if the moment you walk outside those doors, you're not a welcoming, caring person, people assume that's what they, what they would get if they came into our building. And see, I think that that's what's happened in our world, is that people, church folk have forgotten that the mission continues on outside the walls of the church. It's not something that just happens from Sunday to Sunday. Your faith is not a Sunday to Sunday thing. This isn't the NFL. <laughs> this is something we do all the time. And in the way that we do practice our faith, it can be as simple as giving someone a call who's lost a loved one. It can be as simple as taking someone to lunch that you know that, that needs a good meal. It's as simple as saying, hey, I notice you're tired lately. Is there something I can do for you? Those little things make a world of difference. But it doesn't just happen inside the walls of the church. Actually, the majority of ministry happens outside of the walls of the church. And we can't forget that. 
We can't forget that the moment you get up on the hill, that, that you're done. You've checked your mark, that you've done all the Christian things you can do because you attended worship for one hour on a Sunday. That's only the beginning. Actually, really, what it is, it's um, the, the task of worship is only to, to sing praises to God, but to, to be poured into so that way then you can go out and pour yourself out into the world. We, we can't hold back. Schneezy reminds us that the greatest contribution we can make to the body of Christ, that is, inviting someone else or helping a newcomer feel generally welcome so that they receive what we receive. Most of you were invited here or it came at some nudge or something, whether it was the Holy Spirit nudging you to come to the Methodist Church because that's what you knew, or whether it's someone invited you or someone drug you to church or, or whatever it is. God led you here for a reason. And we are required, we're tasked with that, that same uh, requirement to bring people along with us, to walk with them, to serve them, to care for them. Radical hospitality is going beyond the ordinary and the extreme pursuit of loving and serving others. Jesus' task here of washing his feet, it wasn't doing it to check a box. There was no biblical prophecy that said Jesus would walk, the Messiah would wash uh, those feet. But he knew that in order for them to understand what it meant to really mean a follower of Jesus was mean to be served to be a serving person, not to be served. He had to model that. And, and I think we can we can understand that and, and we, we can do that. And, and it's one of those things that if we just break down some of those barriers that we may have created and, and we allow the Holy Spirit to work on us and through us, you'll find yourself sharing those moments throughout, throughout your day. Sneezy also reminds us that I found this funny. He says, to become a vibrant, fruitful, growing congregation requires a change of attitudes, practices, and values. Good intentions are not enough. This is what I found funny. He says, too many churches want more young people as long as they act like old people. <laughs> too many churches want more newcomers as long as they act like the old timers. Too many churches want more children as long as they sit there and be quiet like the adults. Now, what I found funny about this is that sometimes I have found adults being more annoying than children. I remember uh, in my last congregation, I had someone complaining to me one Sunday about one of the children that was literally crawling under the pews. And bless his heart, he was in worship. What more do I need from him? Be a child in worship, crawl underneath the pews. One of my favorite memories early on in ministry was when one of the girls would come and stand by me as I would preach or serve communion. What a great way to show that we love children. But to tell them to sit there and be quiet, children can't sit somewhere and be quiet. Teenagers can't sit there and be quiet. They've got to be on their phones. But here's what's really funny about that. Adults do too. And, and, and we have to realize that when we say that we want children, as long as they do this... That idea of hospitality goes out the door. That if we really want young people and children and new people to come to the church, we have to love them where they are. We have to, we have to love them for who they are. We can't expect them to meet who we are. They don't know. Or maybe that's not who they are. But yet they love being here. 
the last one that he said is, is that too many churches want more ethnic families as long as they act like the majority in the congregation. In order for us to, to, to really be and getting new people, we're going to have to realize a few things. <laughs> One, they're, they're not going to be like us. And that's okay. Actually, that's needed. In order for us to grow, we, we, we need that newness. We need something to push us and, and think outside of our boxes because sometimes we become so comfortable with what's going on around us that we forget that the world is different outside the walls of the church. And there are people who didn't grow up in the life of the church. There are people who have never read the Bible. Actually, what's really shocking is the statistic is that most Christians haven't even read the Bible. Or just the few verses that they like and make them feel comfortable. But in order for us to have that radical hospitality that Jesus shared with the disciples, we must serve first. And, and what I find in that is that when we serve first, we become served. We find that good feeling that we get when we have an attitude of service. It changes us. It shapes us. It even pushes us. Mother Teresa wrote, the point is to do something, however small, and show you care through your actions. So church, if, if we're going to share radical hospitality, I want to invite you to take it outside the walls of the church. Being welcoming is one thing here. We need to do that. You're all greeters. You all have now been entrusted as greeters of the church, whether you want to or not. But please do it with a smile. <laughs> but here's the thing. If we're really going to live out our faith, we must go out into the world as servants who are challenged and given the call to serve. In a Time uh, magazine article in around 2016, uh, it identified 240 reasons to celebrate America right now. Number 77, now this is a 2016 article, so I'd be intrigued to see what the article would be now. The number 77 was none other than Waffle House. <laughs> According to the writer Ben Goldberg, he says it's it is so dependable that FEMA has a so-called Waffle House index for disasters. If the locations are closed, you know things are bad. Those who sing praises do not do so because of the food and but it, according to one customer there's no eagle ego no pre no pre pretension it's welcoming to all have you ever been in a waffle house <laughs> truly a welcoming place that the church needs to leave learn from uh daniel hum the proprietor of the high-end new york restaurant 11 madison park reported on his visit he says it's a reminder of how important hospitality is. We just felt so taken care of. That's what it means to be the church. But it doesn't happen with inside the walls of the church. Hospitality is something we extend when we go to our cars, when we go to our meal, whatever it has you have on your, on your plate. The next thing that we are called to do, is, as Mother Teresa reminded us, is those small things. Those small things lead to big things. And so my challenge for you this week, my, the call that Jesus gives to us is to serve. 
Don't worry about being served, but serve. And when you do that, you'll find you'll find some goodness there. You'll feel really relieved. So go and serve and see what that does to you. Because you're extending God's hospitality to the world when you have an attitude of service. Jesus is kneeling, washing our feet. What are you going to do about it? Let us pray.